0: Good morning, good morning. Hey, I'm down here. There you go. Come on. High five your neighbor, if you would, say, I'm really glad you're here this morning. Would you do that? Come on. Tell about two or three people. Say, I'm really glad you're here this morning. I get to sit and hang out with y'all like this. This is nice. I may start doing this just every week, bro. Okay? This might be my new jam right here, bro. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. so good to have you this morning. Uh, If this is your first time at Faith, Your New Church, we just want to welcome you tell you we're so excited you're here. Come on. Let our first-time guests know you love them let them know you appreciate them this morning. And uh, how many knows God is so good to us? He is so, so good to us. We just are so thankful uh, for what the Lord is doing uh, here at Faith and the New Church. We want to pause and take some time and give gratitude to the one. I know the Christmas decorations are already up, but we have not skipped Thanksgiving. Amen. And we are taking time, and uh, it's one of the things that we we want to do we want to do it weekly, daily, every part of our life is just spend time in worship and thanksgiving to the Lord. And uh how many knows that's what gratitude is. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It's actually it's worship unto the Lord. And so again, uh, if you were here uh, this past um, uh, Friday night, we had a, just a gratitude worship night. Come on, I'm seeing hands hey, in the back. I see that. And it was a good time, man. Just spending time with the Lord, focusing in on him, and so uh, if, if, you're, uh, if you're new here, we just came out of a, a series called Jehovah and uh, absolutely had an amazing time looking at the Jehovah names of the Lord and, uh, again, just learning more about the nature, the character of God through, again, learning those names. And so uh, we're going to, of course, be spending some time there in the future going back looking at some names, even outside just the Jehovah names and uh, learning more about God through that. But it just really, truly felt led, uh, kind of, you know, I guess put a pause on that. We ended last week with just that the Lord Jehovah, he is our Savior, and really just begin to focus on that because that's what uh, we're about to be entering into, a season where we begin to focus on, again, Christ coming uh, to the earth. And, um, and one of the names of God is Emmanuel. And that's, that's really one of the beautiful names of God, which means this, that he's with us. Amen. And so that's, that's the beauty, that again, that God steps out of heaven he comes to earth in and, and the, and the person of Jesus. And so, again, he's actually with us and walked this earth. And, and he's with us today to, through our Holy Spirit. So, again, I'm just so thankful that he's here and he's with us. And so we're actually going to be doing this in December. So I want to just a quick, just a, I want to pump it up real quick. But we have a series coming out called For Unto Us. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, and so truly excited. We're going to be taking the whole month of December and really just spending time preparing our hearts looking at what the hope and the joy and the peace and the presence that comes through the person of Jesus when he comes to earth. And so it's going to be a good time. People are more open to coming to church this time of year than any other this and Easter. Um, And uh, and so, again, I, I hope maybe you'll just reach out to somebody who maybe you have been asking before, may have turned you down. It, you know, this is the opportunity. You know, you know Jim Carrey, so you're telling me there's a chance. Amen. Yeah, this is, you're telling me there's a chance. And so it's a possibility you may show up. Uh, I, I know some people refer to them as CEOs. Anybody know what, what that is? Christmas and Easter only people. Uh yeah. So again, you're, none of you are that. You're here today, so you're not a CEO. But this is what I love about CEOs if we can get them in the door. And they encounter the love and the presence of Jesus. Amen. They're going to come back. Amen. And a heart truly be changed. And so we're just believing. So again, go after them. Invite them in for unto us. Again, a child is born and a Savior. His name is Christ the Lord. And so we're going to be looking at that. And we're going to end that series on Christmas Eve. And, uh, again, that is, uh, again, beautiful. Sunday will fall on Christmas Eve this year. If you don't know that, haven't looked at your calendar yet, please do this. Make sure you, you get here. Um, we're going to have a shortened service. We know it's a busy time, so there will be 9 and 11 a.m. services, about an hour each, uh, again. Just to, but, again, to I it's important take time out of that day. It's what the season's about. And then we're just going to come together and just celebrate the Savior, the presence of the Lord being with us. So, I, again, I invite you to come. Make sure you make plans to be there. But we want to do this today, and we're going to do this next week. We're just going to take some time, pause, and, and just focus on gratitude. Yeah. Just focus on gratitude. And, uh, and I, I talked a little bit about this on Friday, but gratitude is where you're taking time and you're giving thanks and your appreciation because you've been the recipient Of someone else's kindness. Whew, think on on that for a moment. That's what gratitude is it's it's you being thankful, focusing, giving thanks because you've been the recipient of someone else's kindness. And it is the kindness, it's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. And so, uh, again, if, if you've been saved, it was a kindness and goodness to draw the Spirit of God on your life that brought you to that place. And so again, that kindness is here today, and this is the beauty of of a day like this and how we look at every Sunday and every service we gather. You can be a recipient. This morning of the kindness and the goodness of God. And so I believe this. We're going to be hearing some gratitude stories. That's why we have another chair uh, up here on the stage today. Just going to have a few folks kind of just talk about what God has done in their life. Um, Take take a little time and just give thanksgiving, give gratitude to the Lord. Uh, We haven't rehearsed this. So, uh, again, I'm one of those, you just never know what's going to happen. But I believe what's going to happen is going to be awesome. Amen. And so, again, I've asked them, uh, I said, speak from your heart. Take some time and just prepare and just speak from your heart. Take a moment again just to give gratitude, thanksgiving, because of the faithfulness and the goodness of God. Um, We learned on Friday night, and I just want to share this passage with you. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, you can flip over there real quick. Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Yeah, come on. Amen. In everything, give thanks. Come on. Amen. We should... Not, not for everything. For everything doesn't always doesn't mean everything goes well. <laughs> but in the middle of that, you can give thanks to the Lord because He's faithful. There's, I've been through some bad seasons, some tough times. I've never been through them alone. There's not one time I've ever been through a bad, difficult situation in my life by myself since I've oh, met Jesus. And so I'm so thankful for that. So in everything, give thanks. And this is, this is cool. I, I think this can get overlooked in this verse sometimes. And it says this, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And, uh, and I, again, I, the will of God is a place you want to be. It's a, it's a place you want to... I've been in the will of God. I've been outside the will of God. It's a miserable place. And uh, and so, again, to be outside of his will. But in one of the ways that you know you're in the will of God is when you're giving a life and living a life of thanksgiving. Yeah, so important. It's so, so important. So, again, we want to just take time to do that. Uh, if you've ever read on and you've looked at that next verse, it says uh, this: is, we, we can quench the Holy Spirit in verse 19. And it says not to do that. And I truly feel this. I, I, I believe Scripture that again. God put all that in play, put it in order, so that again, and, and when we get outside of Thanksgiving, we're quenching the spirit of God in our life. And so, uh, we, again, we don't want to do that. Want to be sensitive to that. But we had a lot to be thankful for. I can promise you this: every person in this room has more to be thankful for than they do to complain about. Amen. Now, again, I could have, I could, have, each of us could sit in this chair today and we could complain about something, we could give thanks for something. But we're going to focus on gratitude, the recipient of kindness today. So we have a few good folks who are going to do that. Caden, come up first, man. It's good to have this guy home from college right now. And so, uh, good to see you, buddy. And um, come sit up here, hang out with us, man. And uh, again, um, after him, uh, Jesse, Jessica, uh, I, 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 it doesn't matter we're good either way. You know, it's, it, it's uh, you know. I think there's a distinction made because there's two in the family, two Kindermans and uh, two Jesses. But uh, it could be shared. And after that, Sean's going to come up and talk to us and just share some thoughts. But, um, Ken, I love you, man. Uh, So uh, I'm thankful for you. Gratitude, man, for you. You've done a lot, uh, again, and seen you grow in so many ways. And so I want you to take some time this morning, speak to these folks, um, share what God's doing in your life, what you're thankful for. And, again, while you want to give gratitude this morning. Um,
1: Yeah, so first off, I just wanted to say I'm thankful for all you guys, even though if I haven't met you, because I know I've been gone for a couple months, but you guys really do. Just seeing all of you guys represent what it looks like to follow God, so just keep doing that. Don't ever conform. Um, I want to start off by thanking Pastor Terry and Miss Angel, because they just lead the church and are so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and yielding to him to let him take control. And a lot of y'all's breakthrough that y'all have had, they've been interceding for in their quiet time. So they've had a big part being used by God. And some of y'all that are still praying for breakthrough. They're praying for you right now for you to experience that breakthrough and you will experience that breakthrough. But um two things I'm just really thankful for is salvation and freedom that the Lord's done because it's his love that allows us to do that. And I'm just so thankful that his love did that. And I'm also thankful for something that the Lord has just really been defining to me is the truth in Psalm 8:4 that what is mortal that you are mindful of them. Like, if we just think about that, God has us on his mind. You know, he created the heavens and the earth and he is still mindful of us. Like, that's just so, that hits so hard, you know, that we are on the mind of our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords, the creator of the heavens and the earth, that he is mindful of us and he knows every hair on our head. He knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb. Like, that just hits me so hard, And I'm thankful for that. But, okay, I I I can't go down a rabbit hole. But um, I I love the Lord. I'm so thankful for him. But um, I wanted to start off by thankful for salvation. So I'm 18 years old now. When I was 10 years old, I got saved back in the faith kids' room. I gave my life to Jesus. And, um... So, yeah, I'm, well, just, I'm thankful for this. Kid. It's not
0: just weird. That ain't romper room back there. That ain't playground time. The gospel's being presented. A life was forever changed. And today's the ministry, school God's going to use him. So, again, you guys who are serving the part of that dream team, thank you for sowing seeds. And, again, you never know the harvest that's going to come from that. So, again, thank you for what you're doing. I'm talking about from the youngest to, to, the, to the all the way up. So, again, what a, what a cool testimony. That's, that's, again, I'm showing some gratitude for, some, uh, for our faith kids reading. But thank you guys all so much. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, go ahead. Thank you.
1: Yeah, but I was just so thankful for that because, you know, I got to know Jesus at such a young age, and I was thankful for that. And having so many great teachers and volunteers back there, then amazing pastors and youth pastors that really just, like, modeled what it looked like to follow Jesus. So, you know, I didn't have to, like, conform to like the ways of the world and not living for Jesus. And, you know, there's so many people now, especially, you know, they idolize themselves and it's so much about finding themselves. But I never had to struggle with any of that because I knew Jesus from such a young age. And I'm just thankful that he came into my life and saved me just so long ago that I've been able to walk out the salvation for eight years straight. And I'll be able to walk it out for the rest of my life because the power of Jesus. So, yeah, I'm just really thankful, you know, for salvation because we don't realize like what would have happened to us if we didn't get saved by God. Like, I know we like to talk about it, you know, you don't repent, you'll go to hell, but like, that's a real reality, you know? And Jesus was so, loved us so much that he stepped out of heaven and bore our sins on a cross and shed his blood so we didn't have to deal with that. And I don't want to ever take that like for granted, like just the power in that, that he bore the scars on his back so you and I could be set free, we could be healed, we could be saved. And I don't want to ever just take for granted or forget the sacrifice he paid for us, you know? Because he, his love is what saved us. It's what brought us out of darkness, you know? The curses. Of sin and death. He took us out of that because he loved us so much. And I'm just so thankful for his love that did truly save me. And the next thing I want to talk about is, um, freedom because i'm really thankful for freedom and pastor terry says it all the time and i agree that with it you know when you see people going a little crazy during worship and prayer it's not because they're just i mean they are wild and radical but it's because they are but it's because the lord has saved set them free and because he saved them and they just have that revelation of walking in the freedom and the joy of the lord is so upon them because they've been set free so if you're struggling Today's your day of freedom. So just find the freedom in the Lord because, you know, I'm telling you, you don't have to live in that bondage forever. You know, his blood is stronger, his blood speaks a better word. It just, there's so much power in his blood and in the name of Jesus. When you start to understand that power, you know, it's like with David and Goliath. You know, David didn't think about how big Goliath was, he thought about how big his God was. When you realize that God's bigger than the situation you're struggling with, you don't got to worry about the sin, the bondage, the torment. You know, all that stuff going on is little to God, and God is going to smash it under his foot, and you're going to be free forever. But with that, I'm really thankful just for being free because um, I don't want to harp on too much what I was struggling with before because God set me free and the glory belongs to him and Satan has no power. But um, basically, the end of my eighth grade year, um, I fell into like a pornography addiction. Um, I was struggling with anxiety and fear of man. You know, I didn't really like to um, talk in front of people. I didn't really want to share the name of Jesus in front of people. But um, basically, struggled with that until the summer before my junior year. I was at an event. There was an altar call. And I got set free from all of that, and I've never fallen back since. And I want to harp on the thankfulness that the Lord set me free, you know, because John 8, 36, whom the Son sets free truly is free indeed. So once you've encountered that freedom, there is a call for the rest of your life to walk out in that freedom. You know, it might be hard, but because you're set free, you can really grasp the Lord more on a deeper level. And I'm thankful because, you know, sure, I may have been struggling, but I still knew the Lord. But that chain was so wrapped around me that every time I would fall, it would pull me back from experiencing the fullness of God. But when Jesus is blood dropped and that chain was broken, I was able to run after God on a whole new level. And I'm thankful just that he gave me the fervency to walk in the freedom. And I'm still walking in the freedom today. You know, January 23rd will mark two and a half years free from pornography, anxiety, and fear of man because God did that. And but I want to harp on the thankfulness just because God is so good and I am thankful that he set me free. And I also just want to say thank you to all you guys again because you know, I didn't have to struggle with pornography and all that sin my junior and senior year of high school. So I was able to walk in the joy and the freedom. And there, like I'm telling you, if you're struggling, there is so much joy. I can't, I can't say that enough. There is so much joy when you're free because when you're struggling with sin, it adds more torment and adds more all this unnecessary junk in your life. When you can just turn your eyes and lock eyes with the man with fire in his eyes and the fire in his eyes, Will burn out all that sin So I'm just thankful that he had the fire in his eyes You know that we can lock eyes with him And just nothing else matters You know he's an all-consuming fire So if you're just immersed in the all-consuming fire It burns out all that stuff you're dealing with And I'm thankful that Jesus is an all-consuming fire But let me get back to what I was saying I'm thankful for all of you guys Because you know when I first encountered freedom, you know, the temptation is going to come back. You know, the thoughts like, hey, you're anxious or you're, you have to still have that fear man, the lies from the enemies are going to come back. But I was around all of you guys who modeled a walk. You know, you guys have been walking this thing out for a long time. And I was able to see that into fruition and see it in my own life. And, you know, hey, the testimony of Jesus the spirit of prophecy. So I'm able to see, hey, they've been free for a while. So that's possible for me. And I'm seeing the fruition of that today because of Jesus. So, you know, you guys have power and I'm thankful that you guys just represent a lifestyle of freedom and fire for the Lord, and just hunger, zeal, and lovesickness for the Lord, because you don't understand how much power that carries, and I'm just, I'm really thankful for you guys for that, and um, one thing I just want to encourage you, and Pastor Terry talked about like Bible verses that really stuck out to us, and one that like, honestly, the one that was really good for me was Psalm 119, verse 9, how does a young person stay pure? By obeying your word and burying it in your heart, so what I did is after I got set free, you know, someone told me about that verse, I set a reminder on my phone every hour, So if I'm ever tempted to look at that, that reminder's on my phone. So, you know, Psalm 119, verse 9, that if we obey the word of God, we can live in that purity. And purity is such an important thing. You know, uh, purity is talked about a lot in the Old and New Testament. So it's very crucial, you know. And um, Hebrews 5, 5 talks about it. And um, 1 Corinthians 6, 8, ooh, flee from that sexual sin. Flee from that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I wrote that down. It was my prayer. I didn't have a notebook. I wrote it down in my prayer journal. So, But, you know, it's good. But, you know, but just flee from that. And I'm thankful for the Lord's grace and his mercy that, you know, even like when I felt like not walking it out, when I felt like going back, his grace and mercy and his love looked at me and said, I'm going to break every chain so I don't have to deal with that bondage anymore. And I'm just thankful for the freedom. I'm thankful for the salvation. And I'm thankful for all of you guys for just ushering in the presence of God, yielding to the Holy Spirit, and just being so faithful in your walk, you know. Because I guarantee you I could come back and 30 Years and some of you guys, all of you guys, are still going to be living faithfully. You know, if Jesus hasn't returned yet, because you know that that might happen too, and I have no complaints if that happens. And um, but another thing I'm thankful for, and I really wanted to say this, is um, me and um Bryce were talking about this before service. You know that we have the opportunity to come here and corporately worship and corporately pray and corporately gather together, because you know in other countries people are dying just for, you know, believing in Jesus and being public about their faith and worshiping together. So we have that opportunity. We can't ever take it for granted. You know, we can't be disengaged when we're worshiping. You know, our eyes need to be locked with Him. You know, think about how great it is that we can corporately worship God because, you know, Revelation 4 and 5, what are we going to be doing for eternity? We're going to be worshiping Him and giving Him the glory and the honor. So while we're here, you know, let's get a little practice and let's stay engaged and stay locked in with Jesus. So I'm thankful to corporately worship. I'm thankful for all you guys. And most importantly, I'm thankful for Jesus and I love all you guys and
0: all I got. Yeah, okay. Come on, yeah, go ahead Kate, and let Kate you love him. Um, yeah. That's so good, man. Uh, one of the things I love is that, uh, again, it, it shows us, and, and this is for everybody in this room, um, you know, we have choices. Come on. Yeah. I truly believe, you know, again, I, I've, I've From young all the way up, you know, every day we have a choice that we have to make, you know, who we follow, what we do. And what I love is, again, you know, you're seeing decisions and choices being made. And and it's cool, uh, the the school that uh, Caden's at, they actually have their church service in the evenings. And so, again, uh, the mornings are free on Sunday mornings. And so uh, every Sunday I get a text, you know, man, man, what an amazing service that was. He's watching from school. And uh, so, again, and I can tell you this, everybody down there is not doing that. It doesn't matter if it's a Christian school or not. I don't know if you've been to a Christian school. They, you know, uh, I had a buddy who, who went to secular school and Christian school. He said the only difference was they hid their party in, in the Christian school. And, you know, so, again, it's who, again, but, again, you're making decisions to go after this thing. And so uh, what would you say, um, and, again, I, I think we ca- kind of somewhat know the answer, but what would you say you ha- has helped sustain you walking the freedom, um, again, to, to live this thing out, even being away from home outside of those who, again, stepping into a new place? New, you know, what is the kind of, for you, been that this is a, this is a
1: rock? Um, Psalm one nineteen nine. Um remember that buried in your heart as it says that for sure. And then just see, you know, constant lifestyles of people walking in that fire of God, walking in the freedom, you know, knowing that like you walk it out is greater. And just like honestly experiencing the joy of the Lord in my own life and the fear of God, you know, cause I've experienced it. Why would I ever want to go back to what I was dealing with? You know, cause like it talks about how like God would rather you be hot or cold, not lukewarm. So when you're lukewarm, that means you've experienced God, but you've also want to still dabble in the things of the world. I don't want to be spit out by God. I want to be in, I want to be with him forever. So yeah. And also just like seeing so many people with a consistent lifestyle, you know, walking this thing out and knowing that I'm in the same place as them, just burning for the Lord. So really just, you know, and even seeing people who are still struggling, knowing that like, you know, we've encountered the freedom of God, we've encountered salvation and now we have a call to bring it to them. You know, we have a call to prepare the way for them as you know, because when you've heard other testimonies that encourages you, that God can set you free because he set them free. So now we're in that place. If he set me free, so I want to see him set this person free, you know? And it's the same thing with prodigals. You know, if you were a prodigal, go bring those prodigals home, you know, intercede, you know, stay up all night praying for them. I'm telling you, God hears those prayers. And when you're praying, you're really just agreeing with God, with what God already said and just waiting on his timing. So, but yeah, just really just walking the thing out and seeing other people walk that out, encouraging me to uplift me, especially when you're having those hard days, because it's important important to be around people who walk the walk and walk a genuine walk with God. God and they don't just talk the talk. You know, there's a purity in heart with the people you hang around, you know, because you need to be around people that have the purity in heart that their motives are for God and not for anything else so they can uplift you when you're in a bad season and you can uplift them when they're in a bad season.
0: That's good. Uh, is the power of the Holy Spirit greater than the bondage of pornography?
1: Yes, the Holy Spirit is what kept me free because I was filled with the Holy Spirit abiding with Him. I have to struggle with it ever again amen. after that. You know, the fire of the Holy Ghost burned it out.
0: Come on, amen. amen. Let like Kate know you love it, man. Amen. Wow. Um, Again, what a love you're seeing. You'll see today, you know, testimonies of different ages, different, different people groups and stuff. So again, um, uh, Jesse or Jessica, I I know, you know, what, what do you prefer?
2: I prefer Jesse. Right, I'm going to call
0: Jesse then. I'm, I know, it gets I, I a little confusing. Her I know, yeah, her husband, if you don't know her husband's Jesse. Jesse. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Jesse, uh, thank you for doing this. Um, super Absolutely. cool. I, when I when I just kind of just cast a net, you know, threw it out there, said, hey, who's interested? And again, over the years, man, there are so many stories and so many different, uh, again, ways that God has worked, ways that he has shown up in situations. And so she would just kind of, you know, share with me what God has, has done in her life. And so, uh, Jesse, if you would just take a, you know, of time this morning, share what God has done and why you're uh, today sharing your gratitude story.
2: Absolutely. Um, first, I want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be up here and speak to you guys about this story. Um, um, and I want to start us off with a scripture that I really hope is near and dear to all of our hearts, and that's Genesis 50:20. My favorite is the um, NIV version. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And I really feel like this verse in particular is just encapsulates what God has pulled me from yeah. so well. Um, sorry, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> wow. um, so my gratefulness story is is to do with my salvation, which is truly the greatest gift that God could give us. It doesn't matter what we've been through. It doesn't matter what we've seen in life. Yeah. There is no greater gift than salvation. Um But in order to understand the magnitude of what God pulled me from and what God saved me from, we've got to have a little bit of history. Um, So my story starts when I was three years old. Um, I was lucky enough to be born to um, a married couple. Um, I know that not everybody has that protective covering over them. Um, But when I was three years of age, um, my parents were arrested for um, sexual abuse of a minor. And my sister and I were taken into state custody. to and sent to live with our aunt my um, my maternal aunt um, it was uh, it was pretty quickly after that that we lost all contact and um, as a as a young child that that gets internalized you know um, kids are kids are made to be loved, and when they don 't receive that love it becomes it becomes their fault, whether or not it is um, so that was a really difficult time of truly thinking that I was broken and alone, and um, I think that that really solidified at a, a point in time when my older cousin asked me um, a question, and he said, "You know, you're never going to see your mom and dad again. So why don't you call my mom and dad, mom and dad?" And 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 he he didn't mean anything by it. You know, he was trying to share, but I think at that point in time, I really, I really took it personally that I was a foster child, and I began to wear that on my face, you know? Um, so through the years, um, I unfortunately was a victim of abuse. Um, I experienced sexual abuse, um, emotional abuse and neglect of all different kinds. Our, our house was just chaos all the time. Um, my uncle was, not a good man <laughs> and he really did not lead the house in in a godly way um as it also was not a christian home we did go to church but it was a different church every week and i was there long enough to hear the message jesus loves you but not long enough to feel it and understand it and so i i grew up believing that if god was real he didn't love me he hated me um how could a god that loved me put me in this situation in this life um so I grew up that way, um, friendless, alone, um, believing God hated me and truly just trying to survive every day. Um, it was at the age of nine that my mother came back into mine and my sister's life. Um, we, were, we were blessed to be able to receive her back at a young age. Um, she'd gone through all the hoops and things that you have to when you, when you go to prison, um, to To see her children again, she went through therapy, and, and we did family therapy together. And um, it was it was shortly after that, at eleven years old, that I got to meet my wonderful stepfather, um, who truly was a man of God. Um, and I mean, I, I fully believe that God used him to save us. Um, he has since passed away, so I apologize for 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 the emotion, but um. Uh. You know, uh, shortly after, after we met John, my stepfather, um, my aunt's house was foreclosed on. And um, we didn't have any place to go, my sister and I. Um, so illegally, my stepfather and my mother took us in um, for a summer. Um, unfortunately... Due to a family member, we were ratted out. (laughs) Um, Regardless of the fact that we were safe, we were loved, we were cared for, um, and we wanted to be there, Um, the knock on the door still came, and we were taken back into state custody. Um, Thank the Lord, I was still able to maintain contact with my parents at that time. Um, I lived with another family member and my sister, and I went to school. My mom drove me to school every day. Um, I still didn't believe the Lord, but, um, God was good. Um, and the following winter we won our court case and we got to go home. Um, and actually my family set precedence in the state of Oregon as both my mother and my stepfather, um, who was not biologically related to either of us girls, um, won custody back of both of us. And it was, it was incredible. Um, fast forward, A few years. um, I'd been living with mom and dad for a while and going to to high school. I made some friends, was just trying to heal and survive and do the best I could with what I'd been given. And um, I met some wonderful people who um, were just a family after the Lord's heart. And I made two really good friends in that time that um, continually spoke God over my life. And And um, displayed Jesus' love. And if you ever doubted the verses saying that you are the salt of the earth, you are. Let me tell you, on the outside looking in, there is a palpable difference in who you are as a person. Regardless of whether even you're actively displaying God, the Holy Spirit with you shines. Um, And so I do just want you guys to know that. And um. It wasn't. It wasn't very long after. I believe I was about 17 years old. I was invited to a youth conference um, called Generations Unleashed. I'd been going to church with them every now and again, and I was. I was incredibly interested in the theology of the Bible and the history of the Bible. I. I can't say that I believed it still. Um, as you know, it was. It was really hard to let go of that. That inner child that just felt so betrayed. Um, but. I always found mythology and the history of theology and just across the world to be incredibly interesting and intriguing. And so when I was invited to this youth conference with two of my best friends, I was like, well, why not? You know, and I went and it was 3 days of worship and praise. 3 whole days. <laughs> and uh, you know, they there were there were intermissions of 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 um different uh pastors. From across the u s that flew in to to speak to us and and this was a conference of like five hundred plus kids, so like it was huge <laughs> um, and the the spirit really was doing something in my heart at that time. Um, I of course was very interested to hear the word um, you know just just the the, the theology very uh, very much interested me. But every single time that we sat down to worship or stood up to worship, rather, um, every single time that the worship came on, I just felt so much anger in my spirit. And to the point where I, I had to sit down and clench my teeth and sit still, because if I, if, I, if I didn't, I knew I was going to start crying and I just didn't understand what was going on. So for three whole days during every single worship session, which was every, like, hour <laughs> on the hour where all my friends were getting up and singing worship, um, I just sat and wrestled with my own heart. And um, it was at the very end um, where a pastor named John Gray went up. And I, I, I'm i sad to say I don't know um, off the top of my head which Book This is from Um, I know that it is um, the New Testament, but it's the story of the um, the harlot at the Pharisees where where Jesus was there to dine with them. And he talked about how she sat at his feet and wept and washed his feet with her hair, which in biblical times was a symbol of a woman's glory. She sacrificed her glory at the feet of the Lord and poured fragrant oil, which would have been her entire, you know, her entire savings. This stuff was expensive. <laughs> um, and, and just, he just, the Holy Spirit really just spoke through his words. And I don't know, something about that story touched me, just how this beautiful woman, broken and alone, recognized her Savior and laid it all down at his feet. And um, my friends at that point in time during the worship went up to the stage and left me by myself, and I look around me, and I see every single kid my age with their hands raised to the Lord and tears streaming down their face, and I just said, I want to know what it is that they're feeling. I want to know what it is that they're experiencing And the Holy Spirit came over me. And God took me through every moment of my life. That I had cried out to him. Mm -hmm. That I had suffered. All of my anger, all of my tears, he showed me I was there. I counted every single one. You were never alone. I did not do this to you, but I will pull you through. And I mean that was that was it. My heart belonged to him. <laughs> Thank you. And I can't say that it was all perfect from there. It's truly a process to be refined. By the Lord. Um, I struggled um, for years, for many years. Actually, until until we came to South Carolina, I think I really struggled with a lot of my past. Um, but coming back to the verse, Genesis 50, 20, you meant it to harm me, but the Lord meant it for good. God has used that story so many times to enable my my heart and my story and the things that I've been through and the things that he's pulled me through to just meet people with empathy and mercy and grace and love. And there has been no greater privilege than to use what I've been through to meet them where they need to be met. And just the transformations I have gotten to see in people's hearts Because of the Lord and because of what he's done for me. There's no greater honor. There really is no greater honor. Um, And so I just want to say, coming out of that, it doesn't matter how big or how small the burden on your heart may be. He's there to pick it up. If you let him, you know and he will pull you through and he will heal you and he will give you grace and he will give you the love that you need there is there is no greater father there is no greater savior and there is no greater gift
0: come on yeah go ahead i don't know if you wore it intentionally or not but i, I noticed you have the rewritten uh, shirt on i, I pulled it out of my drawer this morning i'm yeah. like that's appropriate yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It fits, amen. Um, I, don't, I don't know, I just, as you were sharing, I just want to just encourage someone, you know, if you feel like maybe in your story, and it's, it's going to have to end the way that it looks right now, that it's going that way, and that's how it's going to be. Scripture says that he's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. He's the one who's written a story for you. And so he'll rewrite it if he has to, and he'll do what he, he needs to do. And so, again, thank you so much. Um, I, I think one of the things that stood out to me is just, you know, as I kind of cast net, talking about this day... Um, one thing that just really stood out to me was when Jesse just came to me and she just said, um, you know, sharing some of what she had been through. One of the things that kind of just stood out to her was that, you know, she she recognized, you know, if not in the middle of all of it, but but afterwards somewhat that he was always always with you. Really was. Yeah. Yeah. Speak to that for just a second. Just you know, he was there. <laughs>
2: There's not a ton of time to go into it, but I will say that some of the generational curses that laid on my family of um, of abuse and of drug use and of depression and just in physical ailments, you know, um, I don't have any of them. Hey. Amen. I- I have I have maternal grandmothers that suffered through cancer and I have, you know, my, my mom specifically, you know, from a young age, she was diagnosed with um, borderline personality disorder and suffered depression and suicidal thoughts. And I, I you know, the, the list is endless of the things that, that my family has struggled with. And there was a time where, you know, those things were pressed upon me, but I truly believe that they were never truly, they were never meant for me. And, um, you know, I can look back at my family tree now and know that the life that I live makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, I tried last night to look up some um, statistics of of kids who come out of foster care, and I, I couldn't. I was like, this isn't me. This isn't me. But um, I can tell you that hundreds, if not thousands, of kids every year die in the foster system in the U.S. Um, if they survive, oftentimes, you know, they grow out, you know, they age out of the foster system and they never get to return to their families. Um, They never get to experience that love and that bond. Um, Many who grow up in the foster system turn to drug abuse, um, alcohol use. Um, There are many teen pregnancies that come out of foster care. And yeah, I struggled. There were a lot of times where I turned away from God even after I knew him, but he kept me from all of that. He kept me from all of it.
0: He's a good father. We sung it this morning. Amen. Let Jesse know you're loving her. Appreciate her. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, go ahead. That is beautiful. Beautiful story. Sean, come on up, man. And uh, wow, just uh, again, thank you for sharing. Uh, Sean, I love you, dude. Good to see you, man. Uh, Thank you for being up here today. Um, um, It's just, again, to, to hear and to see all the the, the lord is doing the grace of god at work in so many ways uh so much to give gratitude for um this guy's a recipient Amen. man this is to my gratitude this guy's a recipient we are recipients today of the kindness the goodness of god man sean i love you and just if you would take some time this morning to talk about you know again why you're thankful where gratitude is coming from your heart for what the Lord's done
3: Amen. i will um first i just want to say thank you to caden for sharing um we've watched grow up since we've been here and you know, just, just stop growing because you're getting too big. <laughs> um, and, Jesse, I just want to thank you for honoring us as your family, for sharing your story. It's an honor to, to receive that from you, so thank you. Because um, this is our family. And um, when you recognize that, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Steve, I'm a crier. <laughs> but uh, gratefulness is to his house. Um, every one of you and the Lord has showed us that And uh, I want to try and get through this without too many tissues but um, I was thinking about my whole story and um, I have a saying now, "Is who I was is not who I am because <laughs> as I write it down who I was in my life, it's like wow that's, that's not the truth anymore who I was you know I hear all the time you know I got saved I had a praying mama a praying grandma I didn't I had a mom who loved me but I didn't have that praying mama Um, so I never understood that but I tell you what I do have and I'm going to fast forward I got a praying wife (laughs) that's more powerful but um like many men in this room, we struggle with something, pornography. I was eight years old when um, I was exposed to hardcore pornography. And um, it ruled my life. It became a ruler of everything. Every relationship I had was skewed based on that. what I saw. Everything. Every relationship. And, I mean, it... It ruined a marriage my first marriage because that's love was based off of what I saw that's what it was um high school I mean that's that's how you viewed women was what you saw and uh, for parents sitting here I was eight years old so protect your boys and girls because it isn't just boys it's girls too so protect them um but growing up, I mean, I was raised in a home where my father was absent emotionally. Um, I didn't have that, that close bond with dads. I didn't know really know what it was like. Um, when I, was, I think it was around 1985 when I noticed that I didn't have friends. <laughs> I mean, I was going into high school, and all the kids I knew growing up, they were gone. Um, and I never understood why. So I grew up, my, most of my high school life, my friends were in a fantasy world. My friends were pornography. Um, and I lived there. Uh, and I never understood why I didn't have friends until years later. Um, I lived in a small town. i mean, a small town. And everybody knew everybody. And my father was in the Boy Scouts. He was a scoutmaster. And um, one day he wasn't a scoutmaster anymore, and I never knew why. And one day, five or five years ago, I did a Google search and found out why. And, uh, you know, he was arrested twice. Um, conviction. Everybody in the town knew it, but Sean. <laughs> so I grew, grew up thinking, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Um, and found out later it wasn't me at all. <laughs> but um, we suffered from poverty, poverty. Um, Poor, I mean, bad choices, and all those, that spirit of poverty that was over me, I just made bad money choices my whole life. Um, you know, I, my dad, like I said, he was an absent father, and I never wanted to be that dad, but I became that dad when I had kids. I was absent emotionally, physically, and then became physically absent. Um, I went through a divorce. I married a girl I was in high school with, and we had a child when I was 20. Um, so you get married. That's what you're expected to do. We got married. Well, it wasn't married for the right reasons. Then we had another child, and, um, and then our lives, both of our lives fell apart, and we got divorced. But I shut down, and um, I have two daughters who I probably will never see outside of God. Show me, because I walked away. And I had to live with that. I mean, these are my little girls who, when I see them, I remember them as little girls. And I don't have any contact with them. They're 29, 30 years old now. So it's very hard to know, to live with that. But God, <laughs> um, through all that divorce and everything else, I suffered from depression, anxiety, um, thoughts of suicide, attempts of suicide. Um, I'll give you April 15th of 2003. That was my birthday. That was my last day. I woke up the next morning. (laughs) And, uh, okay, if there is a God, why do you let me go through this? Why do you let me live through this? Um, the one person who was a constant in my life then was my mom. She was always there, a phone call away. She could always hear me. And uh, so Mother's Day of 2003, a few weeks after that, I tried to end it. um, The Lord took my mom. And I didn't know the Lord. My mom was a believer. And then I just became angry. How can my... How could this God that you guys love take my mom, make her suffer so many years? And then the one thing that I had you took away. The one thing. <laughs> I'll never forget my little five-year-old niece. Don't worry, Uncle Sean. Grandma's with Jesus now. And I was like, what does this little five-year-old have that I don't have? Because she had peace. <laughs> um so I lived in a world of loneliness, regret, shame. Um, I hurt so many people in my life. So many. Mostly because I pushed them away or I treated them just in a way that again, my fantasy world every relationship I started drinking, you know, this that's how you, you numbed yourself. You drink. Praise the Lord I I've never suffered from alcoholism. It was just a way I numbed myself. Because when it came time, alcohol was gone. It wasn't a hold. Of all the things, I I wasn't a hold. Um, So after all that, here's what I became. I became selfish, prideful. I became what I hated most. I became the dad I had, and I hurt people. I hated me. I lived alone of solitude that was my, my only place and constant thoughts of suicide. So after my mom died, I had made a promise to somebody to, to find a church family, find a church family. like, I ain't gonna find a church family. What, what do you need a church family for? You know, what has God ever done but, but brought anger, hurt, poorness? You know, I remember as a kid, praying, okay, God, can you hear me? Can... And there was nothing as a child, but it did. I went, walked into the church, Temple Baptist in Half Moon, New York. And <laughs> it's like here, there was a love that I never had. I had men, older men who came alongside of me and loved me for me. I, it was just all new, and at first it was, this is just odd, you know. Why are you hugging me? <laughs> my my own my own dad never never hugged me. So, I was there a while, listening and just wondering. And it was that was in September two thousand three, and April two thousand four. I was just at the altar, and Lord, I'm yours. <laughs> I can't do this anymore without you, and that, that was it for me. Soon after that, ha- God introduced me to the, one of the greatest people in my life, and that's my bride. Um, even though she'll tell a story that the day I got saved was the day she was at the altar being angry at men, <laughs> 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 it was upset that this guy was sitting next to her praying. <laughs> But God God had a plan that we can't even see. So at 31 years old, I was saved. And uh, so I thought my life was going to get better. But everything in my past was still there. My sins were still there. Pornography was still there. Everything was still there. The hurts, the generational curses were all still there. And it had such a hold on me. Um, I felt ashamed all the time. I'd go to church and I'd sing. I just felt ashamed. Um, about a year ago, June, or July or June of 2022, though everything came to a head, all these years, 42 years of pornography, um, 42 years of heartache, Fifty-one years of just not knowing who I was and just not really knowing anything came to an end. And sins of my past were exposed. And it's horrendous sins. Things that I, I would have never said that I would have ever done, but I did. Now I know now there's a, there was a lot of things that were controlling me in those things. Um, the demons of my past were there, things that just controlled me. The spirit of perversion—it's so real. Um, but they were exposed, and if not by the grace of God, I wouldn't be here. If not by the grace of God, my marriage wouldn't be here. <laughs> but my wife loves Jesus more than anything, and loved their ma- and fought for our marriage when most people rightfully would have walked away. Um, so God did a healing on me then. So here I am, things are great. But I had a sore throat for about four months, and I went to the doctor. And the doctor said, oh, we, we got to go in and do a little surgery, and looked out and, and told, came out and told my wife that, well, it doesn't look good When it came into a squamous cell carcinoma. Well, I mean, I I know what that means. That's cancer. It's like, how can I have throat cancer? I don't smoke. How can I possibly have that? Um, Fast forward, it's a generational curse. It runs in my family. I know that now. Um, So here I said, life is good, and now I got cancer. Now what does that mean? And the PET scan came back. It's showing cancer in the lymph nodes okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do this. And, uh, so they sent me for a biopsy and, uh, biopsy came back to, and that Sunday we had a prayer service at the church we were at. It just gone through a whole season of prayer, a whole message on prayer. And so they, the service was a prayer service and we went forward and prayed over my throat, prayed over my neck. And, um, we left that service on the way to go, um, shop for a business. And, uh, it's clear as day, clear as day. The words came from the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be what you think. It is going to be hard. But I'm going to walk and carry you through the whole thing. Amen. Tuesday morning, my oncologist calls me herself, which I've never had a doctor call me themselves. Usually it's a nurse or assistant. She called me herself, and I could hear this joy in her voice because on Thursday before I went for this biopsy, she, she said she knew what it was, but insurance requires these tests to be done so they're going pay for the chemotherapy. And uh, so she called me, and I could hear the joy in her voice. She goes, um, it's not there. <laughs> oh, wow. um, she said, uh, it is still on the vocal cord. We're still going to have to treat that, but it's just radiation. And, you know, for some people, it says, well, just radiation. It's just radiation. <laughs> um, so for six weeks, I went 730 every morning to the cancer center and met the most amazing people I've ever meet, the best, the best caregivers I've ever meet, and had um, radiation on my throat. Scariest time of my life. I mean, it was hard. But what I thought was stage 3 cancer in my lymph nodes, not there, healed by Jehovah Rapha. Oh, wow. <laughs> I walked through radiation, hardest time of my life. I mean, it, it took my voice. It took everything. Um, I learned how to nap. I napped five hours a day, every day. <laughs> um, but uh, I met people along the way to this day. I mean... There's one couple in particular, and maybe they'll listen to this because they do—they know Pastor. Um, but Crystal and Travis, um, he was going through the same thing I was. Except he had, was having chemo. I wasn't. And he had joy through this whole thing. He gave me hope and encouraged me along the way. And um, I saw the pictures afterwards of him, what he went through. In his personal life. It wasn't the joy he showed me. Because that was God. God gave me that gift. Of having him carry me through. But um. Six weeks later. Cancer has gone. October 19th of this year was one year. Cancer has gone. In the name of Jesus. It's gone. Um, So prayer and healing. Don't ever doubt the power of prayer. Um. So, through all this sin and things, our family has disowned us and walked away. Good friends walked away. We had nothing. Um, so what would he do? I'm, I'm so thankful for this church and this family. Um, we had thought we lost it all because we didn't have blood family anymore that wanted anything. But we look, I look around this room and there is a house full of family here. This is the closest I've ever been to people. I am so grateful for that. So thankful for that. Um, I've been through deliverance of my past, my hurts, my del- deliverance of demons that, are, that tore me down, the chains that just hold you down that you can't walk away from. Perversion has no control on me again. Um, God has control of me, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for him so much. Um, He's done so much. I mean, I I look at the list of things he's freed me from, um, just, you know, pornography, suicide, poverty, loneliness, father issues, generational curses, witchcraft. I mean, this thing's just living. And the gratitude I have now um, mostly was based on what God showed me over the last years, who I am, who I am in him, your spiritual identity. Um, I walk around, my wife made me this shirt, and it's got all the names of God that he's given me. You know, I'm redeemed, I'm chosen. You know, when my father didn't choose me, he chose me. He chose you. Um, He's your redeemer. He is Jehovah Goel. Um, He does everything. And one of my favorite um, scriptures is Psalm 1835, and it's, um, he gives us his shield of victory. So he walks with you, and he gives you his shield of victory. Um, and if I could, just a couple verses I want to share here, because they just really speak to me. Psalm 103, 1 through 5. A little familiar. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he's done for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with the love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. This last year, I learned how to praise. It's all about praise. He inhabits your praise. Learn how to praise him because he, he works through that. Um, 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. But you are not like that, for you are chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. We're his. He chooses us. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once I had no identity as a person. Now, I am a God's person. Once I received no mercy, now I have received God's mercy. And just knowing that is just fantastic. And uh, I'll close with this. Um, I looked up this morning, 45 times in scripture, God says, but God. 45 times. I'm a number person. 45 is his, his number of protection, preservation. Um, but Ephesians 2, four, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though I was dead because of my sins, he gave me life when he raised me with Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved because we are his masterpiece. In verse 10, we have been made anew. You all have the same chance, the same opportunity for freedom. Freedom is real. Freedom is today. Don't wait another second. Don't wait another hour. Don't wait another day. Live for him. Live free. He wants you to have life. He wants you to live now. Eternal life is not for when you're dead. Eternal life starts today. 2023, don't wait. I love you all. I love my church. I'm grateful for every single person here. Grateful for my bride. and Grateful for God's love that he never, ever, ever, ever gave up on me. When I would have given up. Why does he love us? I couldn't tell you, but I'm so grateful he does.
0: Amen. <laughs> Come on, let Sean know you love and appreciate him this morning. Can we all stand to our feet? Oh, man, I want to read this definition one more time as we get ready. It's gratitude. Faithfulness or gratefulness or appreciation by a recipient of another's kindness. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.